is a move. Holy Spirit is in the house this morning. So glad to feel his presence here, to know that he is alive and well. I'm glad that we have a God who hears us when we pray. I'm glad that we have a God who has been tempted in all points as we are, and he knows us. You know, there isn't anything about you that God doesn't know. And he still loves you. Isn't that amazing? He's an amazing God. Wow, it's great to be in Rodney. I didn't know there was a Rodney. And Rodney Pike Church of God with Brother and Sister Bynum and their family. It's just a delight to be here. Actually, I have a lot of roots in Ohio. My grandparents were charter members of the church that is now the Princeton Pike Church in Hamilton, Ohio. My dad pastored that church 175 years ago. I was born in Hamilton, so I have roots in Ohio. My wife grew up a, a good part of her life in Toledo, and uh, they attended the Alexis Road Church of God, which is now the church at Tony, uh, Tony Scott Pastors. So we feel right at home. You may not. You're, you're still in the process of deciding what you think about me. It may take you the rest of the morning. I don't know how long it'll take you to figure whether you like me or you don't like me. But I've already decided I like you. And I'm glad to be with you today. It's an honor. It's an honor to be in your presence with you today. Brother Bynum's such a wonderful, friendly guy, and so is his wife, Leah. I called him a few days ago, or actually he called the office, and I returned his call. and. Just made sure we were on the same page, and we are on the same page. We're here to worship the Lord this morning. <laughs> That's the page I like to be on. We're just here, uh, you and me and the Lord, and in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Glad that Joyce could be with me. She's with me most of the time. Joyce, I think these are just ordinary people. I'd like for you to greet them, if you don't mind. Just give, just give a little testimony. We don't do this all the time, but it's okay to do it here. Don't preach. My wife, Joyce, of how many years? 47 years. A lot. Many, many years. And don't worry, I don't preach. So, <laughs> But what an honor to be with you this morning. I have enjoyed um, just the service. Um, the music was incredible. And just you can feel the Lord's presence, your friendliness. And just thank you for being the church in this community and for all that you do. We just praise the Lord for that. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me as a child. And I've served him all these years and he has been so good to me. And my desire is to work for him and to do everything that I can. I know he's coming soon. And I don't want to go to heaven by myself. I want people that I've won to him to go with me. So God bless you. It's an honor to be here with your pastor and his wife and family. Beautiful, beautiful family. And there's a young lady here, um, Loretta Zimmerman. I think your last name's Workman now. And she was a child when we planted the church in Stafford, Virginia. And to see her today and see her in the house of God just thrills me. And what an honor to see her. Amen. <clears throat> and I will say to you, Loretta, uh, 
your mother was a faithful Christian long before I planted that church, but your father, I believe, was raised Catholic and came to uh, the Lord in that church. And one of the great men, just very special, just a man that I loved and was so helpful to me. We were very young, just graduated from Lee, and he's one of the men that God put into our lives. And so your family is always special to us as the Stafford Church is always special to us. We, we planted the church from scratch, and we were there four years. We started in a house. We rented a house and started in that house, bought eight acres of land and built a church. And, and God grew that church to about 200 in four years and just blessed us. It was a good experience, Brother Bynum. I talk to pastors all the time that have bad experiences. My experience as a pastor was a great experience. I didn't know. I, I went there. I thought I was going to stay there all my life, but I went there, and then the Lord opened some other doors and directed me in some other directions. Um, I believe God has something to say to us today, and I, I've come this morning. Brother Bynum said he believed he, the, the Lord had a word for us. I've come this morning with some good news. I, uh, I don't have any bad news. I have some positive things to share with you today. You know, we live in a negative world. Have you noticed that? <laughs> we live in a world full of bad news. Every, I don't care what channel you turn on, if you turn a channel on, or where you, uh, what newspaper you read or who you talk to, the world today, and especially the United States of America, is overrun with some pretty heavy-duty bad news. I just hear it every day, and I get, so, I get so depressed. And I think that's what bad news does to us. I think bad news gets into our thinking. I think it gets into our heart. I think it gets into our attitudes. I think bad news actually gets into our spirit. And as, as, as Bible-believing uh, children of God, I think bad news becomes destructive and, and devastating in our lives. And, and, and if we're not careful, we'll live our life uh, uh, so consumed with bad news that we will forget there really is some good news. And I want to share with you a passage of Scripture that's really good news. It comes from the book of James. He was the brother of Jesus. He was an apostle of Christ. In James chapter 4 and verse 8 and part A, I want to share some good news, and I'm happy to share it today. And it says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. I'm going to stop right there because that's the good news. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Does anybody think that's pretty good news? Isn't it wonderful that if we just draw near to God, he is going to reciprocate? When you move toward God, he moves towards you. When you start walking in his direction, he starts walking in your direction. Just like when the prodigal son, and you may feel like a prodigal son or daughter here today, but when the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 came to himself, 
having wasted his life and having uh, gone so low that he was eating the same food that the pigs in the pig pen ate when he started thinking about going home when he started realizing that the servants in his father's house had so much more of a blessed life than he had he thought everything he wanted was in the world he he set his direction toward a, a life of his own on his own way and doing his own thing but one day he came to himself and when he did he started back to his father's house I want to tell you I don't care where you are or who you are or how bad you are you can always start back to your father's house let me tell you something sons can always come home daughters can always come home and when he started back to his father's house his dad wasn't standing out in the yard and seeing that boy coming afar off. He didn't stand there and say, hmm, he has no right to come back. He didn't say, hmm, he, he, he took everything that was his portion. He took all the money that was coming to him, he, and now he wants to come home. He didn't say he's not welcoming here. Oh, church of God, let's be a welcoming church. Let's don't be like the elder brother. Let's be like the father. When he saw the son coming home, the Bible says he ran to him and he threw his arms around him and he placed a kiss on his cheek and he was so glad that his son came home. Oh, I'm so glad that when you draw nigh or near to God, God will draw near to you. You know, all of life's not like that. I don't know about you, but you, you know, I know some people I'd like to be friends with. But you know, they don't want to be friends with me. Can you imagine that? Am I the only one here? There are times I've moved toward people, but they've ignored me. Aren't you? I'm telling you. I'm overwhelmed by the fact that we have a God who invites us. He invites you. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. You know, I'm, I may be an oddball. Probably am. <clears throat> but there have been times when somebody pretty popular, somebody well-known has come through the area where I was or maybe I was on a, a going somewhere and, and happened to see somebody, saw a crowd and saw somebody pretty, pretty famous, some kind of celebrity there. And uh, I'm just the kind of person. It aggravates, it frustrates Joyce. But I'm just the kind of person that if something's going on, I'm going to see if I can right, right in the middle of it. And there's been many times in my life when somebody, some celebrity has been in the area and I've kind of pushed through the crowd. I've kind of pushed through the crowd. I've done it a lot. I'll work my way in and I'll get up to that person and I'll say, Joyce, come here, Mike. I'll say, Joyce, get your camera <laughs> and snap our picture. You Would you do that, please? This is a very famous person right here. <laughs> Not all day, just push the button. Thank you. And uh, I've done that a lot of times. I could show you some pictures that I have of some, well, I mean... They're not rock stars, but there's some pretty uh, people you would know. 
I've got a picture in my office of, of a person you would know that I'm standing beside. But you know what? I moved into those crowds and I moved up to that person and I shook that person's hand and I got somebody to take my picture and I've got that picture up somewhere displaying it. But you know what? That person don't know me from Adam's house cat. That person don't remember me shaking his hand. That person doesn't care what my name is, doesn't care where I am, doesn't know anything about me and doesn't care anything about me. I'm so glad it's not that way with Jesus it's not that way with Jesus when you move toward him he's glad to see you when you move toward him he starts moving towards you draw near to God and he will draw near to you in fact it's his invitation you know none of those people ever invited me to shake their hand they never invited me to have a photo op with them but Jesus invited me he said come unto me all you that are weary and heavy laden come to me he said he said in Revelation chapter 3 verse 21 behold I stand at the door and I knock and if any man there's a lot of men here today if any man will hear my voice open the door I will come in and I will take time with you and we'll have fellowship together and you with me oh it's what makes us such good news brother Bynum it's God's invitation it's God's initiative you see <clears throat> we couldn't get to God on our own there's a great gulf fix the Bible talks about we're separated from God when we're sinners but while we were still sinners in Romans chapter 6 verse 8 while you were a sinner Christ died for you he stretched out his arms on the cross and said come you're welcome here he came to our door we couldn't go to his door. We didn't know where his door was. We didn't know there was a door. But also he came to us. When we couldn't get to him, he came to us. When you couldn't get to him, he came to you. You say, he's never come to me. Oh, yes, he did. He has come to you. He has knocked on your door. And if you've never opened that door, if you'll open up, and if you'll just step toward him, he'll step toward you. And that's really good news. You don't have to be away from God. You don't have to be a stranger from God. You don't have to be left out of the plan of God. God says, come! Draw near, and I will draw near to you. I'm so thankful. I'm so glad that that's the kind of God we have. Now, in this James chapter 4, I didn't read verse B, and I don't want to read verse B right now, or part of that verse B, because I wanted to tell you there is good news, and that good news, and I want to say this again, regardless of your spiritual condition, and regardless of your feelings, you know, somebody, some people, they say, well, I don't feel close to God. And I don't feel like God will draw near to me. What you've got to realize is you can't go by your feelings all the time. There may be sometimes you can. But you go to God by faith. For God's <clears throat> so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that what whosoever believeth in him 
should not perish but have everlasting life. It's a step of faith. Do you know, my friend, that if you believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, that that faith you have in him, you may not have said it publicly, but you believe it and you know it in your heart. That faith you have in him makes you a new creature. It gives you a new uh, life. It gives you a new opportunity. Uh, the old man's passed away. You say, well, I don't feel like the old man's passed away. No, you don't. But can you believe it because God says it? You know, if I lived by my feelings, I probably wouldn't uh, be here today. If we go by our feelings, we'll probably never really know all the goodness and the blessings and the things God has for us. We don't walk by our feelings. We don't walk by what we see or hear or, or observe around us. We walk by faith. And I'm here to tell you on the authority of God's word. I've been reading it all week long. And you know, it hasn't changed. It's not like CNN or Fox News. It doesn't change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not like Trump or Biden or anybody else. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And every time I read it, it tells me the same thing. I was a sinner. Jesus came from glory, paid the price for my sins on the cross. When he went to the cross, he took me to the cross, and he took our sins to the cross. And there he died. And his precious, precious blood was the atonement for our sins. It satisfied the requirements of all of heaven. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, the Bible says. And I believe in that. I realize that I'm, I died on the cross with Jesus. But you know, Jesus didn't just die on the cross. He arose from the dead and because he arose when he arose the crucifixion the death on the cross justifies us but when we we know that Jesus arose and we believe that he arose then we have new life we have life we didn't have before we have we have strength we didn't have before we have a relationship with God that was impossible before if he would have just died it wouldn't have brought us the new life it would have paid for our sins. But I'm so glad he didn't just die. He rose from the dead. He's alive today. He lives forevermore. And because he lives, you can live also. We don't always feel that. You may not be feeling that. But I want to tell you something. It's by faith. You know, we Pentecostals, <clears throat> we love to feel. We love experience. I know, because I am one. We love to, I, I, I know the, I noticed the sign over your front door. What's the sign over your front doors outside say? Expecting, well, that's the, we're good at that. <laughs> we come expecting, we, and we love to feel. We love to, we love to have that experience. But when you don't have the experience, and you may not have the experience, you may be here and, and you may be somebody who doesn't have a lot of touchy-feely. You may not be a touchy-feely person. If you're not a touchy-feely person, you just believe what God says. He loves you. You belong to him. And when you draw near to him, he draws near to you.
these people in, in, in J- that James is writing to are people who are, are believers. This James uh, chapter 4 is written to people who are believers. They're Jews. And they're Gentiles, but they're Christians and they're believers. But they've got a problem. The problem is they, they believe in Christ, but they, <clears throat> they let the world influence them. In James chapter 4, verses, the first two verses, James tells them their problem. and says, says uh, to them, you have wars and you fight and you, you, you kill, and, and it's because you are envying one another. You're looking at somebody else, and you're saying, well, I'm not like them, and I don't have what they have. And, and, and so one of the problems that keeps us in a position where we don't feel near to God is because we know in our heart we are envious or we are jealous. We want what somebody else has. We want to do what somebody else is doing. We want to feel what somebody else is feeling. So you have to move past that. The problem with Christians today, the problem in the church today, the problem with, with believers today is we, we believe in God and we believe in Jesus, but we continue to live in this world. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel, and, and we continue to realize there's a battle going on. And, and what, like Paul said, what I want to do, I can't do. And what I don't want to do, I do. And it's a constant battle and it's a constant struggle. And the reason is we're looking to the wrong source. We're trying to get what we need from the wrong well. We're drinking toxic water. We're drinking unpure water. The well that you want to drink from is the Word of God. The well you want to drink from is on your knees in the presence of God with the Word of God open and knowing that what He says is real and what He says is true and you can believe it. And when you begin to drink that, you know what happens? As you begin to live in the Word and read the Word and live in the Spirit, your mind gets renewed. The problem is we have a mind that has to be renewed daily. You know, our mind, you might say, well, I, I gave, I'm sanctified. Well, good for you. you uh, I am too. But the problem is, every day, if you don't hear anything else I say, every day, you got to renew your mind. Now, you know I'm telling you the truth. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel and our a vessel and our mind is of the flesh sanctified as we are speaking in tongues worshiping on sunday monday comes and the flesh shows up flesh shows up every monday you know what the flesh never encourages you to, the flesh never encourages you to do anything for god never I've never had my flesh say, hey, let's go to the bank, get all our money out, and give it to World Missions. My flesh has never done that. In fact, my flesh argues with me when I want to pay my tithe. It argues with me when I want to go to church. It argues with me when I want to do something, when I just want to be a good Samaritan. My flesh, oh, you don't need to do that. Flesh, when you want to witness, when you want to make a difference, when you want to live for God, your flesh says, who do you think you are? Mr. Goody Two Shoes. Mr. Holy Joe. 
People don't care what you say. People don't care what you think. People don't care. Your flesh will discourage you all the way. But oh, if you can say, I know that my flesh is not redeemed, but the Holy Spirit in me is who I'm going to listen to. The word of God that teaches me, I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to stand on the word. I'm going to live according to the promises and the plan of God for my life. Oh, God has so much for you. But you can't, you can't drink from a toxic well and be healthy. The world is toxic. James 4 and 4 says, if you're going to try to get your source of life from the world, it's going to make you the enemy of God. Did you know that's what it says? You can't have it both ways. No man can serve two masters. The world is the enemy of God. James 4 and 4 says, Whoever is a friend to the world cannot be a friend to God. In fact, it puts you in odds with God. The world hates God. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. The world hates him, and Jesus said, In this world, you're going to have tribulation. But the good news is, he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The good news is, regardless of your spiritual situation, where you are right now, what you feel, I want you to, I want you to say to yourself this morning, self, I'm not going to live by what I feel. I'm going to renew my mind, and I'm going to start walking in who the Bible says I am. I am a born-again child of God. I may not have lived like it. Two weeks ago, I may have done something. Last night, I may have done something. But this word says that Jesus Christ, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, my friend, do you realize what kind of life you could have if every day you would just get up and move toward God? You just take some time and read that word. You just take some time on your knees and talk to him. You say, well, I can't do that. That's too hard. That doesn't work for me. I tried that. The devil is a liar. And he'll tell you and he'll continue to tell you those kinds of lies. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, don't be squeezed into this world's mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our mind is flesh. We Pentecostals, we think if we speak in tongues and shout a little bit, everything's going to be all right. Well, I'm going to tell you, mind is flesh. It's not redeemed. Flesh is not redeemed. We're waiting for the redemption of our body. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it says we're waiting. The flesh is still under the curse. But the Spirit of God that lives in us, greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. I can do all things, Paul said, through Christ who strengthens me. Get your strength from Him, not the world, not your friends, not your own thinking, not your own information. Get your strength from Jesus. I can do all things through Christ. Because he strengthens me. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? He will do it. Has he spoken it? He'll bring it to pass. And he says, if you have faith in Jesus and believe he died and rose again, you belong to him. How many of you believe in Jesus? How many of you belong to him? You know something? Don't ever forget this. He always takes care of those who belong to him. You may be in a situation now where it doesn't look like it's going to work. You may be in a situation in your marriage, on your job, your family, your health situation where it doesn't look like it's going to work. Jesus always takes care of people who belong to him. He said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Wherever you go, Jesus goes. Whatever you face, he faces it with you. Oh, it's good news. It's good news every morning. In fact, don't wait till every morning. Before you leave this sanctuary today, I want you to look up into the face of God and say, God, I belong to you. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose again and the life you rose with, the everlasting life is in me. You gave me your life. It's not just faith in Christ, but it's Christ in you that makes the difference. Faith is believing in him, but having the Holy Spirit in you is what makes the difference. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if, if you're not sure you're born again, if you're not sure Jesus Christ has come into your life and you have him living in you, you can be sure this morning. Hallelujah. I want the musicians to come and, and choose a song and get ready to sing it this morning. I believe God wants to help somebody here. I believe God wants to help someone in this place. Does anybody here need help from the Lord? David said, I will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help doesn't come from the world. It doesn't come from this or that, it comes from the Lord. God is here today through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to help somebody, to, in, to lift you up today. This passage that I read to you today, it says stop drinking and stop making your decisions based on the world or the sources of the world. It says if you'll resist the devil and you'll submit to God, the devil will flee from you. I think that's pretty good news. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Anybody here worn out by the devil? Every time you think a thought, he's there whispering in your ear. Worn out by the devil. Submit yourself. Draw near to God. Resist the devil. That means fight him. Say, oh, I don't even believe there is a devil. Well, there is. Fell from heaven with a third of the angels. It's, it's a matter of the book. 
Bible and Jesus himself said he's the prince of the power of this world. Called him the prince of the air of this world. He's alive and he's well. But the Bible says if we submit to God and resist the devil, he flees from us. He'll leave us alone for a period of time. That's what when Jesus was in the, the temptation and, uh, in the wilderness and he was tempted of the devil. Forty days and forty nights and after that temptation, the Bible says, and Jesus let, and the devil left him for a season. We need those seasons when we submit to God and we resist the devil and he flees from us. And it says then, cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. You've got to make your mind up. Who do you belong to? Live like who you belong to. Don't live... Don't believe you belong to the Lord, and then, but live like you belong to the devil. It'll be amazing because as you, as you humble yourself before the Lord, he lifts you up. He gives you strength. Would you stand with me, please? I'm going to ask them just to sing. I don't know what they prepared to sing, but I want them just to sing. We're going to just wait on the Lord a few moments this morning. You go before I know that you've even gone to win my war. You come back with the head of my enemy. You come back and you call it my victory. again. Sing the chorus again. Hallelujah you 
anybody I promise I won't embarrass anyone but I would like for all of the men young men all of the men that are in this house to come and just stand across the front with me right now just step out right now every man I will not embarrass you come and st stand right here all the way across thank you men Thank you, young men. You're very kind. You're very cooperative. Thank you. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. Why did I why did I call you up here? you up here with the promise I won't embarrass you and I won't but I will ask you which way are you moving are you moving toward God you're doing one of two things you're either moving toward him right. or you're moving away from him wow. God has so much for you the devil will tell you you can't live a Christian life the devil will tell you there's there's no future in, in, the, in serving the Lord or being a Christian all that's a lie God can do so much with you he can do so much with you and when he gets all of you he uses you to influence he uses you to reach others. You're, you're, you're more powerful than you realize. People pay more attention than you know. So I called you up here today to say right here and right now. I want you to move nearer to God. I want you to put your feelings and your what you've been thinking aside and just say, God, your word says you love me. And your word says, if I would just move towards you, you would move toward me. I want you to do that. Just in, by faith. It's, it's not a feeling. If you don't feel anything, that's okay. You don't, you don't have to feel like everybody else. Just believe what God says. That's all you need to do. So would you just, in your own way, just in your own prayer life, just say, Lord, I move towards you. Would you just begin to do that now? As they sing that song again. With your eyes closed, just begin to move spiritually toward God. Hallelujah. Lord, I move towards you today. God, I believe you today, Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. So much better That's right. That's right. Move. Hallelujah. 
move toward him. He moves toward you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So much better your way. Here's what I know about churches. Here's what I know about churches. They're never any stronger than their men. They're, they're never any more holy than their men. Women are important, and I know in this age we're living in you know I'm all for women my mother was a woman my wife is a woman I have a daughter I'm all for women but men this church will never be any more used of God than you let him use you as you he uses you the church is blessed as he uses you the church is strength be a prayer warrior be a mighty man of God. Quit pussyfooting around. Quit hiding in the tall grass. Step out and be counted. I believe. I'm a believer. I'm a child of God. I know in whom I believed, and I'm persuaded that He is able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time. Church, let's just raise our hands together and let's bless the name that is above every name. Lord, we bless you today. God, we honor you today. We give you glory today. Lord, I bless you. Come on, bless him. I dare you to say, Lord, I love you. I dare you to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I'm counting on you. I'm trusting you. Where my heart can see I may not feel it, God, but I believe it because your word says it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You restore my faith again. And all I did was pray. All I did was worship all I did was bow down all I did was stay still hallelujah you have saved me so much better your way I believe we've done some moving forward. Now my question to you, do you believe he has moved toward you right now? Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Well, why don't we praise him for it? Why don't we love him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I tell you what, don't you love the gospel of Jesus Christ? How many here believe that you have heard some good news today? Oh my goodness, some good news today. I want you to know we just need, we need the fundamentals. We need some to take back and let us realize what we have in God, you know. Sometimes I think, and and Dr. Stevens did an incredible job this morning of the Word of God, and I appreciate that. And I'd say that, even if you were not my elder in the Lord, I'd say that it's the same powerful word. The church needs a word, the gospel, because there's so much out there that's counteractive to the good news. On social media, why don't you just stay away from stuff that's just going to be nothing but nag, nag, nag. Gripe, gripe, gripe. I actually went on a fast from national news. I've not watched national news in three months. I think the world is still okay. It's going okay. I got tired of the push you, push me, pull you situation, the constantly negativity. I just said, you know what, I'm just going to get lost in, in more in the Lord and read the Word and just trust in Him and, and someone else can tell me what's going on. But the fact is, is that I felt, I have not felt any better than what I have lately because of the good news of Christ. And I not allow things to dominate my thinking. But I love you and I appreciate you and Dr. Stevens did a, I mean, just an incredible word this morning. And I believe he poured out his heart to us what God wanted him to say. I'll tell you what, in the Lord, I believe God is planted a seed into some men's hearts this morning too. I believe God is planting seed in the men's hearts of this church and everyone here. But this morning, I believe God is really speaking to us, guys. The Lord's really speaking to us about getting close to God and serving Him and taking the roles that God wants us to take and lead. God bless you. I appreciate you so much for being here today. Remember tonight at 6 o'clock we'll be at Richmondale Church of God for Harvest Rally. Dr. Steve is going to be preaching and love to see our folks as many can to come out and join. Let's just fill that house. Amen. Would you just stretch your right hand toward heaven? May the Lord bless you and keep you. Go forth with the word of God and go forth and let your light shine to this world and to this community in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Love one another. Amen.